Hi everyone, Samir and Samet here, and welcome back to our Formula One podcast. Today we'll be talking about the 2023 Hungarian Grand Prix. And this was certainly a weekend filled with emotions and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, exactly. So going into this weekend, there was such a big silly season announcement, and it was definitely the highlight of the year in terms of um, off-track like drama and stuff like that. And so the big headline was that Alpha Tauri decided to drop Nick DeFries and replace them with the eight-time Grand Prix winner Daniel Ricciardo. And this came in amongst the midst of Ricciardo's Silverstone test. So yeah. Ricciardo impressed so much in that Silverstone test yeah. that Marco immediately fired DeFries right there. Yeah, I mean, you got to feel a little bit for Nick DeFries, though. I think it was a little bit too harsh on him. Maybe he should have given him um, Hungary and Spa to prove himself just one last time and then do it over the summer break but yeah it is what it is it's just how red bull works i mean they yeah. had they had nothing to lose anyway with um defries he was always slower and so it would bring a new challenge for sonoda to go up against daniel ricardo but clearly red bull believe in him and so it would be exciting to watch him throughout the weekend yeah so another headline is that red bull would be chasing 12 wins in a row and breaking McLaren's record of consecutive wins. So let's see if they could do that this weekend. So going into FP1 then, immediately straight out of the bat, Sergio Perez on his fi- on his first ever flying lap, push lap, he's found the gravel and hit the wall immediately and had to DNF out of the session. Yeah, I mean, another thing I forgot to mention earlier was that Ricardo's coming back onto the grid would put Sergio Perez yeah. under a lot of pressure. And this was not at all how Sergio Perez would want to start the weekend. Immediately crashing on his first out, first outlap, making such a rookie mistake and yeah. pushing so much in just an FP1 session. So not at all a good look for Sergio Perez. Yeah, he just clipped the gla- grass and then lost it on that long um right hander just before that chicane and hit the um tire wall there. And so yeah, not at all what he needed. Yeah, and so basically because of that though. While they had to red flag the session, but during that red flag session, yeah. rain started falling, and so not a lot of drivers wanted to go out on that because they couldn't get any representative running in that. Yeah, so um, we saw Bottas too just before the rain losing it in his Alfa Romeo, and but luckily he was just he was just aquaplaning what because the track was so damp and he was on the medium tires too, but luckily he was able to keep his engine running, and then we saw some um drivers like. Daniel Ricciardo and the two McLarens go out on a wet track just to test out the intermediate tires and just to get a feel for the rain. Yeah, it was important for Ricciardo to get an understand yeah. and learn the new car. We also saw Sainz go out too and yeah. Sainz had a spin and he beached it on the exit of, I think it was like turn three or something. Yeah, And so basically he got stuck on that high curb and so the marshals had to push him out of the way. Yeah. So, um, at the end of FP1, then, the results were George Russell was in P1, Oscar Piastri P2 for McLaren, Stroll 3rd, Norris 4th, Alonso 5th, Bottas 6th, Leclerc 7th, Joe 8th, Logan Sargent 9th, and then Nico Hulkenberg 10th. But again, just because of the, um, the, wet, the dry to wet running, these times were not at all um, representative of the uh, pace of the whole field. Yeah, exactly. 
So now going into FP2, it was dry, and this is where cars would actually be able to go. Yeah. And it would be an interesting session because not only would um they be adjusting their setups and the first time properly attacking this track, but they would also be doing quality quality simulations in this same session. Yeah. And so uh, it would be like a really hectic FP2 session. Yeah. So immediately we saw um Ferrari too straight out of the way um looking really quick too, and that will be um proven by the end of the session because Charles Leclerc surprisingly had the quickest time overall, and even more surprisingly Lando Norris was just behind him in P2. So um very good form from Ferrari and McLaren in this dry running session. Yeah, obviously McLaren have a um. Their upgrades from Silverstone yeah. looking like they're working here on a completely different track. Yeah. And we know Ferrari have been good in slow speed corners like here yeah. in Budapest. So we would naturally expect them to be quick. And yeah. also in the pit lane, we saw a close call between um, Esteban Ocon and Yuki Sonoda. As yeah. Sonoda almost had an unsafe release and almost got released straight into the path of Ocon. So yeah. it was almost a dangerous accident, but thankfully nothing was done there. Yeah, same thing with Leclerc and Ocon as well in the pit lane. Ocon was coming out of his garage, and Leclerc was coming down the pit lane, and he had to slam on the brakes to avoid the Alpine. But um, it was a good day for Alpine too, because Pierre Gasly finished in P3 in the session, and Ocon finished in 5th. So both Alpines looking pretty competitive, and that's exactly what they need to get their season up and going again. Mm-hmm. Another thing to mention too, the two Alpha Tauris were doing really good. Sonoda was doing extremely exceptionally well and also daniel yeah. ricardo too trying to get um learn the car more and more and he was doing a pretty good job considering yeah. this was his first proper session and he ended the session in p14 so not at all a bad result from ricardo yeah. considering circumstances yeah nico hulkenberg with his new dyed hair was also um having a pretty good session too as well as he ended the session off in p6 for Haas. And Haas need also are one of the teams this weekend that need to find some form and pick up some points. Yeah, um, Sonoda, by the way, finished fourth, and Ricardo was four tens off Sonoda, but all yeah. things considered, it wasn't too bad from him. But also, like you said, another team that needs to um, improve is um, Alpine. They had a double DNF in Silverstone, yeah. so this is a pivotal weekend for them. Yeah, Aston Martin as well, Alfa Romeo, all teams that need to find consistency and find form. To pick up, um, to start scoring regular points and um, start uh, performing to where they were at the beginning of the season. Yep. So in the end, it was Charles Leclerc P1, just fifteen on thousands ahead of Lando Norris, and then Pierre Gasly came third in his Alpine. So that was yeah. a really good result for Gasly ahead of Sonoda and the Alpha Tauri. Then came the other Alpine of Esteban Ocon fifth, and then Nico Hulkenberg was sixth. Followed by Bottas, Alonso, Joe Guanyu, and then Carlos Sainz wrapping out the top 10. Yeah. So going into FP3 then, immediately Lewis Hamilton in his Mercedes was looking super quick out of nowhere. After in, from FP1 and FP2, he was just looking super quick. And he had set the fastest lap time overall, even quicker than Max Verstappen's lap time too. So just out of nowhere, Mercedes found incredible pace around the Hungaro ring. And also with George Russell too, he was down in P6, but still, considering from FP1 and FP2, they found some good pace. Yeah, mate, the track conditions definitely suited them a lot yeah. too, but also they just like found this pace basically overnight. It was really interesting yeah. to see and really exciting to see. Yeah.
Also, Nico Hulkenberg, too, in his has just um, also found incredible pace to finish in P4 and with his lap time. So, again, just doing what Haas need him to do and what they signed him to do. Mm-hmm. And while Mercedes' fortunes arose, um, it was Red Bull that was struggling with Verstappen. Yeah. Surprisingly, on soft tires, he was complaining he didn't have any grip and it was like undrivable and unbelievable. He was yeah. yelling on the radio and so that was pretty um pretty disastrous for Red Bull suddenly after it seemed like they lost their pace overnight. Yeah, Daniel Ricciardo too in his al- in his um Alpha Tauri, um he I guess Alpha Tauri didn't really have a good session finishing down in P eighteen and P twenty with Ricardo ahead of Sonoda. So just before quality, that's not really what they needed at all. But Alpine, Alpine and Aston Martin as well, having pretty decent sessions, respectively, with Aston Martin, with um, Alonso being down in P9 and Stroll in 11th, whereas Alpine actually had a pretty poor session with Gasly in 16th and Alcon in 19th. So Alpine had to find some form just before qualifying. Yep. Another, and to end out the session, there was a close call yeah. between Ricardo and Joe Guan Yu, where... Joe yeah. Guan Yu was like parked up on the apex of like turn one and Ricardo was exiting the pit lane yeah. and he had nowhere to go basically because he can't cross over that white line. So he almost yeah. hit Joe and then Joe was complaining about it. So yeah. I don't know what he was thinking there, but thankfully no harm was done to either car. Yeah, so the final um top 10 for FP3 were Hamilton, Verstappen, Perez, Hulkenberg, Norris in P5 on the medium tire though. Two tenths off. Lewis Hamilton and two one hundredths off Verstappen, but Verstappen was on the softs and Norris was on the medium, so that would be something to watch out for in qualifying. Russell sixth, Leclerc seventh, Ferrari or uh, Sainz eighth, yeah, Ferrari uh, having a Ferrari session, not doing good at all, and then Alonso ninth, and then Bottas tenth. Mm-hmm. So now going into qualifying, we saw um, in Q one a lot of drivers um, towards the end of the session were able to improve. At times, yeah. like at first, it was a usual pecking order, but then it's all chaos kicked off out of nowhere. Yeah. Where we saw Joe Guan Yu lead the session, like top the session, yeah. and not even Verstappen could beat him. And this is where we forgot to mention earlier for Hungary, there was this new um qualifying format oh, where yeah. Q1 it would be hard tires mandatory, Q2 medium tires mandatory, and then Q3 you can use the softs. So yeah. maybe they wanted to test out if that could shake out the order a little bit. And it looked yeah. like maybe it did for Alfa Romeo because they, they were working extremely well this whole session. Yeah. So towards the end, then the drivers were just finishing their laps. Hamilton was coming around the corner and he went to P7. Joe Guan Yu was still comfortably in P1, a tenth ahead of Verstappen. Russell now came to the line and he could not improve his time from P18 on the grid. He missed out by a tenth to Ricardo, and Russell was out of qualifying, and that's not ex- at all what he needed. The pole sitter here last year was out in Q1. Yeah, and not even Sonoda nor Albon could improve. Oh, George Russell and Alex Albon, in my opinion, were the big surprises yeah. um, this weekend, as well as probably Yuki Sonoda. And yeah. straight out of the bat in his first weekend back, Daniel Ricardo out-qualified Sonoda. So yeah. it was really impressive from Ricardo. Yeah, so the five we lost from um, Q1 were Logan Sargent, who just couldn't really find a competitive lap time to put together. He was three-tenths off of Ricardo's time. Magnussen in P19, Russell, Sonoda, and Albon. Mm-hmm. So now going into Q2, 
towards the end was where things quickly started to ramp up. Yeah. We saw Carlos Sainz, who he was driver at risk until he crossed the line. And he went up only to P9 though. Yeah. So that was not at all what enough for Sainz. He immediately got demoted by Valtteri yeah. Bottas, who went up to P4. Yeah, then um, Leclerc now was pushed down into the relegation zone, but drivers were still to improve their times. Um, Gasly then crossed the line, and he only went up to P13, so not at all what he needed, not at all what Alpine needed, and so he was out of qualifying. Meanwhile, his teammate Esteban Ocon had absolutely aced the first sector, personal best second sector, and when he ca- he could not improve, though, he was also out of qualifying because he went up only into P11, and Leclerc now, who was also in the relegation zone, he um, went to finish his lap, and he went to P6. So Leclerc was safe. Alonso, too, he went um, up to P10 right at the very end. So he barely scraped through. So the five that we lost from qualifying in Q2 were Pierre Gasly, Lance Stroll, Daniel Ricciardo, which is still a P13 for him in that Alpha Tower. He's still a pretty good result. Mm-hmm. Esteban Ocon, 12th, and then Carlos Sainz. A big surprise, Carlos Sainz. By two one-thousandths of a second, Sainz missed out. That was really um a big shocker for yeah. Sainz. But anyway, going on into Q3 now, Sergio Perez was the first one to lay the benchmark down. Yeah. He laid down a 117-1. Yeah. And behind him, though, Lando Norris was absolutely flying. He had done a really good far sector. He had done the best middle sector. Yeah. And around the final corner, it looked like... He was going to take provisional pole, and across the line, he comfortably did by two-tenths yeah. of a second as Hulkenberg um, slotted into P3, a tenth yeah. behind Perez. So we saw Perez's time was really not that good because Alonso also went yeah. ahead of Perez into P2. Yeah, then Leclerc was good, or Bottas then went up to P4 ahead of Hulkenberg. Joel could not be Hulkenberg. He was only in P6. Leclerc then was next to cross the line, and when he crossed the line, he went up to P4, so he lost time in the later parts of the lap. Then Verstappen, then Piastri crossed the line, he went up to P7, so um, not he was pretty far off his teammate Norris, but Verstappen was the man to watch because he was flying through, and he went onto provisional pole by two tenths um, ahead of Lando Norris, and then Lewis Hamilton was next to cross the line. He went up into P2, just a tenth off of Max Verstappen. So this was getting really competitive towards the end. Yeah, obviously Hamilton was finding the pace that yeah. Russell definitely couldn't. But then again, um, I think we also forgot to mention Russell um, was compromised with traffic in Q1 yeah. too. But even then, I don't think Russell would have was finding as much pace as Hamilton yeah. was right now. I mean, Hamilton is eight times a pole sitter in Hungary. Mm-hmm. So he definitely knows what to do. So then towards the very end of the session, then Leclerc was absolutely pushing the limit on his Ferrari. Hulkenberg went up only into P8. He stayed P8, so he that was it for him. A Leclerc, Verstappen was also down on his previous time, so he was not finding pace at all. Leclerc was improving, but he was still um, down on Verstappen, so he would have to find it all in the last sector. Verstappen, though, found even more time in his middle sector. He was a tenth up on his Two tenths up nearly on his previous time, but Leclerc, as he came around the final corner, now he went up only to P4 with a pretty poor final sector. He lost three tenths of a second in the final sector, so not at all what he needed. Then um, Max Verstappen, Max Verstappen crossed the line and he could not improve on his time. It was a real shocker from Verstappen. Normally yeah. he improves the second lap. Yeah, but he just lost time in the first and third sectors. 
Then we saw um, Norris was actually improving on Verstappen. By six one hundreds, he was going quicker than Verstappen. Alonso would be the next to cross the line, though. And Alonso, by four tenths, missed out on pole position to Max Verstappen. He stayed in P5. Then Norris came to cross the line. He was um, up before on Verstappen, but he went up onto the front row. So he was still by um, eight one hundredths of a second. He was uh, missed out on a second career pole position. And then uh, Oscar Piastri, too, went up only into P4. So McLaren would have to settle for that. Yeah, and also um, Joe Wanyu fit was a really impressive yeah. time. As then Valtteri Bottas went up to P7. And yeah. so that was incredible for Alfa Romeo. But Hamilton was improving all the time. He had aced his first two sectors. And around the final corner he come, it would be really close for Hamilton. And by three thousandths of a second... Hamilton beat Verstappen onto pole position, and so the eight-time pole sitter at Hungary became a nine-time pole sitter at Hungary, and that was a really impressive effort from Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, and for the 104th time in his career, Hamilton took pole for the first time since, I think, at Jeddah, was it, in 2021. Yeah. So that was a really impressive. Out of nowhere, he took his first pole of the season, and that's exactly what him and Mercedes needed. Yeah, and so it was Hamilton P1, Verstappen P2, sharing the front row for the first time yeah. since Abu Dhabi 2021. Then yeah. there came the two McLarens, third and fourth, Lando Norris third, Oscar Piastri fourth. Then Joe Guan Yu, amazing result in yeah. sixth. Ahead of Charles Leclerc, pretty disappointing for Ferrari in sixth. And then Valtteri Bottas came seventh. Then it was Alonso 8th, Sergio Perez even more disappointing in 9th, and then Nico Hulkenberg 10th in his hat. Yeah. So now moving on to the start, and what would look to be an exciting race as Verstappen and Hamilton lined up on the front row. As the lights went out, it was a really good start from Max Verstappen, a slow start from Lewis Hamilton, and an even slower start from Joe Guan Yu, who had a problem at the start, and he was getting swallowed up by the pack. But Verstappen immediately challenged Verstappen. And Hamilton um, was being challenged by Verstappen into turn one. And in the back, we could see one of the Alpines going on the grass of Pierre Gasly. But into turn one, Verstappen broke later than Hamilton and sort of pushed Hamilton wide. And that opened the door for Oscar Piastri, who saw um, his opportunity and took it. But further back, we saw Daniel Ricciardo go into the back of the two Alpines because Joe Guan Yu locked up and hit Ricciardo. But out in front, it was Verstappen from Piastri. And Piastri was challenging Verstappen all the way. He, um, through that corner, that long left-hander, and then that fast right-hander, and up the hill, he was just challenging Verstappen all the way. Yeah, so basically, there was a lot to unpack after that first lap. Hamilton yeah. had dropped from first all the way down to fourth. Yeah. Joe Guan Yu's clutch problem at the start, um, he probably flooded him his mind because he broke yeah. too late, hit Ricardo, which caused him to hit both of the Alpines yeah. and then they both double DNF'd again. So yeah. when they needed another clean when they needed a clean weekend, it was another double DNF for the Endstone team and that was a really big disappointment for them. And also for Daniel Ricardo, who was at um P thirteen, he could have been challenging for points, but he had dropped all yeah. the way back down to the order. 
Yeah, so yeah, moving on into lap six then. And we saw Sergio Perez trying to make a move on Fernando Alonso. And he's um tried to go around the outside at turn one, but then did the old switcheroo and had DRS now on um Fernando Alonso towards turn three. And he tried to get the move done, but um Alonso broke late when Perez tried to switch back again, but he couldn't get it done that lap. So on lap eight, um, he sent it to the inside at turn one and was able to get that move ahead of Fernando Alonso. It was an important move for Perez because um, he was fighting his way up through the field. Obviously, after yeah. a really bad qualifying from him, he needed to fight his way through the field for that. Yeah. So on lap 18, then we saw Lando Norris come into the pit and he was the first McLaren to pit. Surprisingly, whilst Piastri was running in P2, it was McLaren who called Norris in first to go onto the hard compound of tire and we also saw Charles Leclerc come in to make his stop yeah and then the very next lap we saw Oscar yeah. Piastri pit and so we would see whether or not the undercut would have worked for Norris because Piastri had a rapid stop it was two second stop but Lando Norris down the yeah. outside into turn one he was able with the hotter tire to just yeah. breeze past his teammate and that was a bit weird at McLaren because obviously yeah. Piastri was the lead car and they prioritized Norris on that one. Yeah. So on the strain. Yeah. On lap 20, we saw Leclerc think about a move on Stroll into turn one. But then when he got DRS um, down that first DRS zone, he went around the outside at turn two and was able to get the move done. On lap 27 now, we saw um, the Ferrari of Charles Leclerc being put under pressure or of Carlos Sainz being put under pressure from Sergio Perez, who was also chasing George Russell. Both of them had DRS because they were behind Russell and Perez went up the inside of Sainz into turn one and used the DRS to try to close up to Russell, which on lap 28, then he sent it to the inside at turn two and was able to get past George Russell with the help of DRS. Yeah, but Russell didn't give it up though yeah. through turn um through turn two. Russell braved it around the outside and he had actually yeah. his nose in at the apex of turn three. And thankfully, no one uh, made contact there. Otherwise, yeah. that would have been an almighty shunt yeah. for Sergio Perez. Yeah, on lap 42, then, we saw Perez um, on his way from making a charge now through the field, trying to get past Lewis Hamilton. He did the switchback at turn one and used DRS, also at the help of his fresh compound medium tires against um, Lewis Hamilton's hard tires. Hamilton broke a little bit later, and Perez tried to switch it at the exit of turn two, but Hamilton just had that better traction to get um to stay ahead of the Red Bull. Yep, and also before this though, we an interesting strategy yeah. we saw. Daniel Ricciardo had pitted um while he was stuck behind Sargent, so he pitted again. Yeah. And, uh, but to go into the medium tires, he pitted on lap like lap eighteen or something. Yeah. And so it was um Ricciardo was trying to keep. Um, those tires and close the gap to Sargent so that when all of them ahead of him pitted Ricardo would actually have track position ahead yeah. and interestingly enough though when we thought he would stop he kept on extending his stint yeah on lap 44 we saw Leclerc come into the pit lane and we saw him locking up his tire to come into the pit lane to put on a set of um hard tires I think it was again to go from hard tires again to another set of hard tires yeah, but yeah. because he locked up in the pit lane, they found he was going too quickly. Yeah. And so that resulted in a five-second time penalty for yeah. speeding in the pit lane. Yeah, on lap 47 now, we saw the um, 
Uh, we saw um, Sergio Perez putting pressure on Oscar Piastri, and Perez tried to go around the outside of Piastri at turn one. And that was a very nice move from Sergio Perez, and he was able to get past the McLaren and up into P4. Yep. And on lap 50, then Ham Lewis Hamilton made his pit stop to go into the medium tires, yeah. and it was not until lap 57 before Hamilton started challenging Piastri, and yeah. he sent one down the inside at turn one later on the brakes and um lewis hamilton got put his mercedes up into fourth place yeah on lap 65 now we saw george russell trying to put pressure on carlos Sainz. Sainz had a pretty poor exit coming out of the final corner so george russell with drs was able to breeze past the ferrari and russell um went up from p18 i think on the grid now up into the points in p8 on lap 68 though we saw a replay of Logan Sargent just losing his um car and spinning it at the chicane and just not at all what he needed. Uh, after a pretty decent race he was having so far, he just had a spin and damaged the tires and that's when Williams threw in the towel and just um asked him to pit and retire the car. I wonder if he had some sort of problem or not though. I don't think he did. I think James Vowles in that in post-race interview said that um, Logan was just push, pushing a bit too hard, trying to find the limit, because he was trying to close up to Hulkenberg, so he just oh. pushed a little bit too much and lost the rear end spun. That's unfortunate for Logan Sargent, especially when he um, looked competitive at yeah. Silverstone and Austria, and now it's just sort of slipping away from him. Yeah, but now on to lap 70, Max Verstappen was just in another league of his own, at 33 seconds away from Norris in P2, he would make it 12 wins in a row for Red Bull. And for the second year running, Max Verstappen won at the Hungarian Grand Prix. And it was a really comfortable win for him. Lando Norris came home in P2 to make it back-to-back -back podiums for McLaren. And they took a podium here in Budapest. Exactly what they needed. And Sergio Perez also exactly what he needed after a pretty poor run of form. He was back on the podium too with P3. Mm -hmm. And then it was also for the first time since tw 2012, McLaren got back-to-back -back podium. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah. And then Lewis Hamilton came fourth. All things considered, it was not too bad. He was just two seconds behind Sergio Perez. So yeah. that was pretty good from Hamilton. Oscar Piastri, P5. He's not driving like a rookie this year. He's yeah. driving like he's won many world championships. Yeah. He Like everyone says, he's an experienced head on young shoulders. Yeah. Really good from Oscar Piastri. Then George Russell came sixth. It was a really good comeback drive from Russell. And then Ferrari, seventh and eighth. Leclerc ahead of Sainz. Not yeah. at all what they would have wanted. Yep. And then Fernando Alonso came ninth ahead of Lance Stroll. So both Aston Martins not scoring a whole lot of points. And it looked like yeah. their pace has severely fallen off. All yeah. things like considering the start of the season. But yeah. one thing to mention too. Ricardo fought his way back up all the way till 13th to 13th again yeah. and he took those mediums like 40 laps 40 50 laps yeah. or something so that was really cool to see and so that got us all thinking he probably could have gotten points if he didn't yeah. crash like, i think he, he didn't get hit. yeah that was really good from ricardo in his first weekend back yeah so that's it for a very chaotic hungarian grand prix Thank you guys for listening to this episode of our podcast and be sure to join us next time as we take a look at the 2023 Belgian Grand Prix. Thank you.